Hey, this is James Jeffries here, Impact Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to Uncharted Territory. The best wrestling stories and wrestling news are on this podcast. Check us out, brother. Hello, promoters, and welcome to episode 115, where if you are expecting a State of the Union like they're going to have in late January in Washington, D.C., you're going to be sorely disappointed. We are going to have a State of the Union, but it's going to be a Legends team State of the Union. And we are looking forward to that as we talk a little bit about what's coming down the pike in 2023. But before we get to that, as is our tradition, we're going to go around and chat with each member of the Legends team and ask them about their local weather and see how they're doing in general. Uh, Tim, uh, you have unearthed yourself, I hear. I hear that is the rumor in Buffalo. How are things? You know, things are a lot better. I mean, it's amazing how much of the snow has gone away because we've had some warmer days and some rain. And it's amazing when you when you drive around or walk around now that, that things don't even look like there was a major storm. It's crazy. Um, you know, houses where I couldn't even see the whole front of the house. Now it, it, it's like I can see part of their lawn. So it's, it's been, it's been nuts. Um, today was, was decent out. It was f- about 42 degrees, um, cloudy, you know, not, the, the usual Buffalo grayness. Um, but other than that, you know, nothing uh, weather-wise that's, uh, that's too spectacular. Go outside because I know that was a long run. Let's go to Corey Olson. Corey, how is the weather in Maplewood? Hey Stu, thanks for asking. It's great to be back here in 2023 and be back talking to you promoters. As far as the weather in the Maplewood Twin Cities metro area, we had another very wintry day here on Tuesday as we record. Uh, We got about six or seven inches of snow throughout the day, very icy roads. We were scheduled to go back to school today after Christmas break uh, for the first day after break, but uh, that didn't happen. So hopefully we'll be back in school tomorrow, but even uh, the forecast is saying we may get some more uh, snow and and messy stuff uh, between Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon. So we'll see what happens. Uh, But I'm very glad to be back here in 2023 talking to you promoters and talking about Legends of Wrestling. Corey, thank you for that. Appreciate your report. Let's go to Chad Olson in Gilbert, Iowa. Chad, how are things? It is very dreary here, Stu. It's like <laughs> mid-30s, and it, it, it switches between rain and sleet, and rain and sleet, and rain and sleet. So it, it rained a lot last night. The uh, yard across from me um, and, and the street adjacent to it, if we get a lot of rain fast, it floods, and it was flooded this morning. So And it was pretty windy. There were some branches down when I was taking my walk. So um, it was. it's just kind of yucky right now supposed to be mid-30s all week and you know little little chance for precipitation there was like a fog advisory tonight so just kind of gray here 
But hey, you know and gentlemen, just in case, in case I, I, I forget, I would just like to wish everyone a happy new year. Oh, thank you. What uh, is as, that? As, a Moscato? It's a, it is a, a, a nice glass of champagne, Ooh, wow. uh, which, ah, well, we're all toasting. I have a bottle of water. Stuart has eggnog and <laughs> Tim has his thing and Corey has a cup of coffee. But no, what I was going to say is I had an epiphany before we went on tonight and I decided we always record on Tuesday nights for the most part and I never have NXT on. So NXT is playing in the background and there's two fellers in the ring who I have no clue who they are. So they're wearing bright tights. That is all. That's my NXT report for the week. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Well, uh, I am Stu Lowry, your host for the evening or afternoon or morning, whenever you happen to be listening to this episode. In Virginia, the weather is freakishly warm. It's about 70 degrees. Uh, winds coming out of the south. It's uh, been almost a little bit humid. It's kind of weird. Uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily want the zero degree temperatures that we had for quite a stretch. But I don't want this either. Just get back into that nice 45 high, 25 low. I'll be just fine with that. But, you know, see if you can dial that up for me, Mother Nature. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to have everyone here this evening. And uh, before we get started in earnest on our main event topic of the State of the Union of the Legends world, we wanted to acknowledge a comment made by a new listener, Doug Justice. Uh, Doug commented to us on the board or gave us the feedback, I should say, that he had discovered the game a few weeks ago, and he's uh, certainly hooked on uh, Legends of Wrestling and Filsinger games. Very excited. To, he had stumbled upon our little game in our community, and he's been listening to our podcast, which is a very healthy habit. And we encourage that with everybody out there to continue downloading and listening to our podcast. Listen to it 10 times a week, if you wouldn't mind. And um, Doug, we thank you for your comment. Apparently, you're catching up, and uh, you like the way we structure our shows. Chad, did you have a comment on that? Well, I was just wondering if Doug Justice is related to Sid Justice or Dark Justice. Yeah, that's yeah. certainly a possibility. It's and so and we, we do Doug. so much work structuring our shows. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that he's, he's appreciating that. <laughs> We're all about the structure. If he is related to Sid Justice, please sign him for the game. <laughs> and do it in post-haste. Doug, thank you for that comment. We appreciate you reaching out. Appreciate any and all feedback we get from our loyal listeners. And this was a great comment to receive. Thank you very much. We had a question from Grant uh, regarding distractor ratings for uh, Legends of Wrestlers, of Legends of Wrestling, Legends of Wrestling wrestlers who are already in the game, concerning uh, how we might go about rating those particular wrestlers. Uh, Tim, you want to tackle that one? Well, yeah, it's just Grant, really. Well, you know, just do something, man. This this falls into that whole "it's up to you" promoter range, um, but no, I mean, I, I he he brought up Al Costello, uh, who managed a few folks later in his career. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I take a look at it since since five is the generic one for just anybody. Obviously, I'd up it a little bit. It would probably depend on who it was and who you know how successful they were in that area or time or the you know with that the, the various wrestlers that they were managing. Um, I, I would probably not go above a seven. It'd probably be six or seven kind of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in that range, uh, just case by case, I guess. What do you, what do you guys think? Well, in the case of Mr. Costello, I just had another epiphany, two epiphanies in one night. That's awesome. Um, maybe we give him the Lou Albano gimmick where he's like a six in singles and he's a seven in tag team because of his tag team expertise. 
that's just my initial, you know, 30,000 foot view without a whole lot of thought behind it. Just, just, just the brainstorm and seeing what's sticking to the wall. Just spitballing. But yeah, I would definitely have it over five, you know, make it a six probably. And I mean, a seven, I would think, and this, again, this is just me throwing out ideas and then without looking at the list of people who are managers. Six and a half. How about six and a half? I would be a six. six I'd be a 6.25. Yeah. You need a very special dice for that. Um, Holy shit. That guy just missed a leg drop off the top rope. Um, If they weren't a seven, I almost think we'd probably make a manager card for him. But that, that's just my initial thing, you know? It's not like I sit there and go, Al, Al Costello, manager of champions. You know, I, even though a lot of guys do become managers down the road, but even right. like Freddie Blassie, I don't... Did we ever do a card for him as a manager? No. Oh, no. Okay. But it's like, oh, well, you know, he was so immobile by then. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, he I was don't... one of those where it was basically to whack guys with his cane when they were thrown out of the ring or something. But he, because of all the knee surgeries, he couldn't really get around that well. Right. Or, you know, give it to the Sheik to break over freaking Barry Windham's head at WrestleMania 1. Still haven't gotten over that. <laughs> I don't know. Stuart, what do you think? I have no no better ideas than what has been proposed by you gentlemen. I, I, I tend to think if he had more of a managerial career, we would consider making a manager card for him at that particular point and if he if he was kind of a part-time manager probably not so uh i guess uh it wouldn't interest me enough i think it's a good question it wouldn't interest me enough to want to do a distractor rating for some of these guys that didn't make a full-time career doing it so i guess i guess i am ambivalent on the subject that that question uh great you stumped us (laughs) You absolutely stumped us. Yep. Still stumping. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Corey? Well, first of all, Grant, I think this is a really interesting question. Thanks for bringing it up. I I noticed it on the discussion board and wanted to include a short chat about this in this episode. Um, Kind of in addition to what Chad said about Freddie Blassie. Now, when Freddie Blassie and John Tolos were both released in the Legends 11 black and white set we did put in the handbook for both of them that they would have a distractor rater and a distractor rating and i think we set a five for each of them and i think those are two good examples kind of what chad and Stu are already saying about guys who while people remember them as managers i mean if they didn't really do a lot i would not see ever having a separate manager card for them i can't really picture an interference chart um, you know, obviously Blassie and, and Tolos too were great talkers for the, the guys they managed, but really, I mean, I don't think they warrant having an interference chart. You could just put a distractor on their card, and if you wanted to have them be managers and occasionally step in the ring, maybe you use the coming out of retirement chart to weaken them a little bit just for historical accuracy, but otherwise I could never see doing cards for them just as managers. Um, the Al Costello question is a good one, and he's kind of one too that in that category where I just can't picture him um, ever having a separate manager card, even though he was a good manager, um, but not, maybe not as known uh, for that as he was for being a wrestler. Um, my initial thought for him was a distractor of six. I always thought five was just for as a default for everybody was was a bit too high for guys that aren't supposed to be managers or bodyguards or anything like that. Um, I wish that Tom would maybe have gone with a four. But I kind of understand why he did it. So, I mean, from then on, it's kind of like anybody who was a real manager of some type should probably have a six minimum, I would say. 
Uh, I did like Chad's idea of making Costello maybe a better manager for tag teams. That's a really cool idea, and that makes sense because I think most of the managing he did was tag teams, of course, the Love Brothers, and then later versions of the Kangaroos. Um, another guy I think of that kind of fits into this is Ed Strangler Lewis. A lot of fans forget that he was Lou Thez's manager for most of Thez's uh, kind of first years as, as world champion. And he even managed Pepper Gomez. They did an angle where Gomez kind of took Lewis as his manager to challenge Thez for the world title. And, uh, and so you've got two guys right there in Legends uh, who were managed by him in real life. Um, now, Lewis, obviously, like an Arnold Scullin, probably wouldn't be doing a lot of outside interference. But I'd still give him at least a six distractor rating. And I have used him as a manager. Um, and I, I think just based on the fact that he managed the world champion for so long, and uh, just his his own fame as a world champion in the ring, I think I think a six would be the 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 minimum I would I would give him. Um, and kind of like Chad said, if if anybody were ever deserving of a seven or higher, I'd I'd probably want to argue for a manager card. But it's hard to say. There's just so many different situations and uh, different ways that people's careers played out. Corey, thank you for that. You, you're, you, we're going to give you the last word on that subject. Uh, thank you for weighing in, and uh, you're going to be the final arbiter in terms of uh, our verdict on this particular topic. Grant, thank you for asking that question. You did stump us. Uh, it's not something we have considered, and it probably is something we should consider because some of these guys did uh, did have a nice little side career in, in managing wrestlers, although they weren't as well known for it. Thank you very much for the question. Well, our main event this evening is indeed a look at the State of the Union and the Legends of Wrestling World, uh, addressing a couple of topics. And we're going to start off with just kind of a general overview, maybe a, a 30,000 foot view, as Chad, you alluded to earlier, uh, of, of the Legends World, or excuse me, in what we may have, or let's put it this way, we, we would ideally like to see in 2023. So Chad, why don't you lead our discussion on that in terms of what we'd like to see in the legends world in 2023. Um, I mean, I can say as of right now, we have a spreadsheet with everything planned for 2023 in terms of sets and uh, in terms of who is being released through promoter prime. We do. Yeah. Oh, good. I mean, it's, it's, it's generic. You have access to it. Okay. Part but, of our structure. Yeah. Part of our structure. But I mean, it's always subject to change too, right? Card subject to change. If you sign Big John Stud and slip in Andre the Giant, so I, you know, I think the there was a comment during the Legends Expansion Ten. Well, why isn't so and so color yet? Or you know, and it seems sometimes I feel like we're in a very can't win situation because we're it's like we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. People either want all new guys or color of these black and white guys you know mm -hmm. so we try to mix it i feel like we do a, a pretty decent job of that and sometimes people fit the the structure of the the theme or the loose theme of the set more than others so maybe that's why they they go into a certain set but i don't know i mean you know what do you guys think well i mean i you know i <sighs> Again, I think it just depends on where certain guys fit if we're doing these themed sets or if there's people that we're trying to get out. Um, you know, I mean, some of the some of the colorized ones, I mean, you know, we're we're still and 
I don't I don't know if really we have all the answers on on you know if there's any problems with the original signatures or the the forms or whatever um, for some of these guys. But I mean, you look at it, it's still a pretty impressive list um, of guys that haven't been done yet, and we've got a pretty impressive list of of names signed. Now that doesn't mean they're all you know ones that are going to blow people away. They may have been you know, opening match guys in, in Dubuque, but that was about, that was pretty much the height of their career. Um, but we've got a good number of people signed too. So, um, so yeah, it's, a, and we've got some alternate, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, personas that we've got to still, still work on for some of these people as well. Um, I don't know. I like a good mix. I don't like all new. I don't like all black and white. You know, if we can, if we can do a good mix and, and get it to fit whatever theme we're trying to, you know, put the square peg into the round hole on, then I, I think we're good. Stu? I can't remember where the comment was made on the discussion board or uh, something relatively recently about, or maybe it was a poll that somebody put out. Would you rather see a, a higher mix or, or more new wrestlers in these sets or get the guys colorized that need to be colorized? I, I personally have enjoyed the mix we've had because I've been an I won't say a hurry, but I, I really want to see some of these black and white guys colorized. And I think the more that we can put out, the better. And we're getting a nice mix of new talent uh, mixed in with these sets. And and we are very adaptable, adaptable and very flexible when something comes down the pike, like a like a big John stud to make a move and and, and get something done quickly and change around the 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 set itself. So my my opinion, I like the mix like we have, and, and hopefully we can keep going in that direction, give a couple new names uh, here and there uh, with each set and work on colorizing the rest because there's definitely some guys I want to see colorized in a bad way. I mean, we got some uh, some really heavy hitters still left uh, in our black and white uh, in our black and white cards that I want to see colorized. So that would be my two cents on that particular subject. So you know, I have shared here the the spreadsheet. And, you know, we can see, like, like I said, we kind of at one point just kind of run through about here's some promoter prime guys for 2023, but like one of them, we are, you know, I haven't updated this since we did legend expansion 10. So we were going to do Adrian Adonis in Q1 of promoter prime for this year. So now, you know, there's, there's a spot open now, you know, so it, a lot of these things are always in flux and, and it depends on where we go, but I don't. I don't want people to think that we have, um, you know, we just sit down in quarter two and come up with an idea. We do have a, a loose plot or timeline for each quarter for the year. And in the case of, uh, you know, the year of 2022, I would say for the most part, our timeline extended into 2023 pretty early in 2022. You know, so I would we, agree. Are, we are doing some planning in advance. Um, so, and I, I'm sorry, Corey, I jumped in there. What did you have to say? Well, I don't have uh, too much to add to what already been said. I think it was Tim made the comment about having a good mix of black and white re-releases and uh, new names that have been signed. I think that's important. I think of that first full color legend set with the 24 wrestlers. You know, we we tried at the time to get maybe one or two new names, so it would have been good names to include in the set for long-time players. Uh, but if you kind of think of that color set as almost like a restart, 
or a redo of the whole Legends line. I mean, it's obviously a good mix of names, a lot of tough main eventers, um, but for the longtime promoters, it maybe would have been nice to have one or two new names just to get in there, but it just didn't work out at that time. But, you know, since then, look at all the new names that we've gotten in color that were not around in the black and white days. Uh, so I think it's kind of good to get a, a good mix and uh, surprise people with new names and, uh, you know, get some interest for the re-releases too. And as far as the, the Google sheet that Chad mentioned with kind of our long-term planning, I would say even going back to around Expansion 8, the Memphis set, we kind of had a good prediction of 2022 into 2023, you know, and things changed over time, you know, here and there with uh, names coming in, even at the Memphis set, Dutch Mantel was kind of a late addition, then that bumped Sputnik Monroe to Expansion 9. But, you know, we at least have somewhat of a, a general idea and we're flexible on it. You know, if new signings come about or new ideas uh, for an alter ego or something, we, we work it in there. We try to be uh, flexible with everything. And, you know, it's just as far as like some new names that are signed, um, you know, I'll, I signed a name over uh, the last couple of weeks um, for some promoters. You're, you may have never heard of him and that's okay. And I know some promoters will be excited about him. Uh, so it just kind of depends on your, your background, the territories you watched growing up and, and uh, what wrestling you're most familiar with in your life. Uh, so there's just, I, I think there's just a good mix for everybody. And obviously we're not going to please everybody all the time, but we do what we can. Good point, baby brother. Um, but yeah, and I mean, we're not going to say, okay, these are how many new people we have signed, but I would, I think we can say we have quite a few new people signed as well. You know, and, and we continue to work on signings all the time. And, you know, people reach out to us and say, oh, here, contact this guy through this, this, that, and, and this, you know, platform. And, you know, we appreciate that. Um, it's not, just remember, this isn't our full-time job. So we don't always uh, get it done right away. Have to pay the bills. Tim, how many black and white cards do we have left to colorize in general? Do we have a, a number on that? Uh, it, well, it depends probably on who you talk to, Stu. Um, as far <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to include the, the women's sets because I haven't looked at those, but we're probably close to about 60, um, depending on who you count, whether you're counting alternate personas, things like that. But it's probably around 60 cards that we have left to, to get done. Um, so... I mean, that, that's why I like to kind of sprinkle them in and, and have those be a, a good chunk of, you know, each set that we do, um, because other, otherwise we're never going to get that number down if we keep just trying to sign new guys and putting out whoever we can, you know, force into the set. That is a fair amount still to do. We had some great names to still release, uh, which segues quite nicely into the next part of our program which is who we would love to see converted in 2023, uh, each of us. And for this particular exercise, each one of us is going to get three picks, no honorable mentions, and a tag team counts as one pick. So we will go around uh, and chat with each member of the panel, get their picks as to who they want to see colorized in 2023 from the 60 give or take black and white cards we have left. And we'll start that out with Corey's. Corey, what are your three picks? And reminder, again, there are no honorable mentions in this exercise. Well, I have to say this was really tough to narrow it down to three, looking at the list of uh, 
unreleased or uncolorized black and white cards that Chad put together in preparation for the episode. In some ways, this was harder than our uh, year in review of 2022 Legends releases that we did a few weeks ago with the roll-up crew, just because uh, we did say no honorable mentions here. Uh, so it was kind of hard to narrow it down, uh, but I'm going to go, and I don't know if we were intended to rank these, but I'm going to rank mine uh, for my number three pick. And some may not like this because he has had color cards, but not under the Legends universe. Um, I, I would I would go with Brian Danielson. Um, you know, I know he's had a Ring of Honor and a Shakara card, and those are great. I think they're all maybe a little too tough against Legends, um, but... At the same time, I know he's he's accomplished a lot. You know, he had a couple of WWE reigns. Of course, the big win at WrestleMania some years ago, and uh, you know he's he's brought up his stock even more in the last few years. But I would like one one more Brian Danielson card with the Legends background, and just to kind of get some of his moves, you know, that he's done in in recent years. So Brian Danielson would be my number three pick. Um, I'd say to, if I had to rank these, number two would be Kevin Sullivan. Um, he's done a lot for me in my USWA and. Not that I'm opposed to mixing black and white and color cards, uh, but I, I, I've kind of grown to like having more color cards in my active binder for my USWA and just those uh, the similar looks with the backgrounds and everything. And I think it'd be fun, you know, depending on what era of Kevin Sullivan we'd pick to see him in color, you know, whether it's the Florida days with kind of the devilish makeup or, you know, the kind of the black robe that he wore for the Varsity Club and many other years. Um, I think whatever area you pick, you could get some really cool color drawings out of that. So Kevin Sullivan, number two. And then probably number one would be Classy Freddie Blassie, um, another guy that's made a big, big impact in my USWA. Uh, you know, not, probably not a lot of footage has come out on him since his original black and white card, at least, you know, uh, matches that were never found before. But I can think of one thing I would like to change uh, on his card from his black and white stats. Um, I don't want to give away too much there, but just kind of leave you guessing there, promoters, at what that would be. And, um, you know, even as an active wrestler, um, it would be kind of fun to get a, a colorized version of his card. So, Classy Freddy Blassie, my number one. And those are my top three wishes. Corey, thank you for that. We appreciate your feedback on those. Uh, those are some great picks and ho hope that your dreams come true, sir. Next up, we've got Tim Dalton. Tim, what are your three picks uh, in terms of who you would like to see colorize in 2023? Well, Stu, since, and we're not going to put any caveats on here. It's like if they had a black and white card, they're available uh, to, to, you know, for our picks. So uh, my number three pick is going to be the Mongols, um, Guido and Beppo. Um, if we can, if we can, if I could throw a third one in there, then I'll, I'll do Bolo too. Um, but Guido and Beppo were the main team. So they're my number three. Um, my number two would be the Sheik, because how can you not want the Sheik? I mean, that, you know, he was just such a big part of my NWF and, you know, had the unholy reign of terror and all that. Um, so he would be my number two. And my number one might be a little off the off the board, but I really want to see the king of wrestling, Bobby Shane, in color. I think, first of all, he'd have a really colorful card. Um and he's just somebody that after I did the research on him, I just found out so much about him. And I just really like Bobby Shane a lot. And, uh, you know, if my NWF had kept going, he would have probably found a, a major role in there somewhere. Um, so the Mongols, the Sheik and Bobby Shane, those are my my three picks. Appreciate that. Chad, what are your three picks? Wow. This is a tough question, but an excellent one at that. I think my. Uh... And this is in no particular order, 
Um, but I'm going to start with probably the Tolos brothers. When I researched their cards, uh, there was a lot of footage um, available. So, and I really haven't looked to see if, you know, we're going to find a magical Tolos brothers compilation like we did with the Love Brothers. But that would be fun to do. And and hopefully, um, hopefully that would, you know, we, we can get them brought in sometime. I mean, there's so many great names on here. It, this is really hard. Um, I'm going to go for one of my AWA favorites, even though it's the dying days of the AWA, and that's the illustrious Johnny Stewart. Um, for some reason, I thought we had already colorized him in like pro prime. And Corey's like, you always forget. When, when I saw that too, I was like, didn't we do him? Yeah, I feel like we did. But I mean, man, it's just, um, it's somebody I want. And, you know, and so the other, this is a really shocking name. Very shocking. For some reason, I just want to colorize PN News so I can team them with Two Cold Scorpio and have a Rap Masters tag team. It would be amazing. It would be so amazing to have PN News. Just thinking, is he actually going to pick PN News? (laughs) I did, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so random. I ignored Mil Moscaris, Ricky Dozon, you know, the Sheik, Tiger Mask, Jushin Liger, but I really want PN News. So that if you ever role. play again in your yeah. entire lifetime. <laughs> oh my God. He, they're they're gonna be brought in as tag champs. <laughs> Excellent. Well, honorable mention to Dark Patriot. <laughs> you violated your fight, own rules. Fight the football. <laughs> All right, everybody gets one honorable mention. Tim, who's your honorable mention? One, um, one, one. Fred Blassie. All right, very good. That's a good one too. Not Corey. as a manager, as a wrestler. As oh, a wrestler. Oh, he would look good in his pink leisure suit, though. There, that speed suit, whatever the hell that was. Oh. Corey, what do you think? Oof, you're putting me on the spot here. No honorable mentions, but now we are given with some. Well, I kind of thought that might happen. Oh, just taking a quick look at the list. I think I'd go with Flying Fred Curry. You know, we've gotten Wild Bull Curry in color now, and I think it'd be great to get his his son in there and get him in color. Um, you know, having read up more on the Detroit, Ohio territory, you know, he was a, a star there, you know, not, not much of a star in other places, but just a, a good solid worker and a lot of fun. So I think it'd be great to honor his career with a color card. Ah, good one too. All right, Stuart, back to you. All right. For my three picks, we're going to go in rank order. I would also like John and Chris Tolos. Uh, I think I've been wanting, I actually wanted them for quite a while. I think that's a a fun, fun tag team. Uh, gained a lot of respect for the Tillerses and got interested in them when we put their cards out. And uh, John certainly had a singles career, as we all know, in his feud with uh, Fred Blassie. Uh, but Chris would occasionally challenge for, well, he did challenge for the NWA heavyweight title too, so there's no slouch. So um, I, I would love to have the Tillerses in color. I think they are, in my personal opinion, long overdue. Uh, Fred Blassie, Freddie Blassie, I would love to have. Uh, he's been one of my faves in terms of using, uh, in terms of when his card came out. He's been a world champion. He's been featured in a, a couple of really fun feuds for me. And I just have enjoyed that card ever since we had him. And I thought that was a, a nice job of statting that particular card because he has done just about what, how, as well as you think Fred Blassie would have done. Uh, so I, I really have enjoyed that card. And I think a color homage to him would be fantastic. So I, I'm put me down as a Fred Blassie vote and a strong one at that. And, and my number one, I, I side with Tim. I want to see Bobby Shane. I think he's kind of flown under the radar with Legends of Wrestling in general, uh, it, as he flew under the radar in real life in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he was in 
tragically, his career was cut short, or he, he might have not flown under the radar anymore. He might he was on his it was on the rise uh, in terms of being noticed and being well respected, certainly within the industry itself. Just a great heel, a uh, very colorful guy, and I, I would like to see him in color. I think that would uh, put him over with promoters, so to speak, a little bit better, uh, and get his card uh, some better use. Because I don't, I don't remember seeing a lot of use of Bobby Shane in people's feds, and I, I think that's uh, something I'd like to see. That's, I'd like to see Bobby Shane better used in the Legends world in general, and I think color would do a nice job in terms of getting that to happen. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for doing that. Uh, you now know who we're interested in, most of all, in terms of getting uh, color versions of them done in 2023, you know, where we want to see legends go in 2023. And we're as excited as you are. Uh, you guys are out there, promoters. We're, we're just as big as fans as you are. So we do have a plan. There is a plan in place, uh, always subject to change. But we've got some uh, fun things in store uh, coming for promoters this year in the legends of wrestling world. And I, for one, am very excited about it. And with that, it's about time to go home. So uh, we're going to start to wind down this show and start going around with each member of the panel and do our weekly shout outs and wrap ups. Chad, why don't you uh, start us off, sir? All right. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, thank you to everybody who took time to comment on episode 114. Troy Husky 77, Lee Malice Lover, Throwing Toasters Grant, Matt, Pete, Kevin the Butcher, Emperor Scott the Flash Norton, The Faction, Jay, Ty States, Sinestro24, and Pariah. We appreciate you taking time to listen and make a comment and hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, thank you again to Doug Justice for the nice comments and for Grant's questions. We appreciate your input and involvement. We'd like to have an interactive show, so if you have other questions, please send them to us. Corey has a, a nice recorded bumper at the end of the, the episode where you can send us um questions or, or post them on the board somewhere i guess um but uh yeah please please get involved make this your show and we'll be glad to answer any comments or any questions or give our give our comments regardless if anybody wants them or not and then finally i want to thank uh greg hunter he has been making um some impact pro wrestling belts and I posted the first one on the discussion board uh, for your Impact Pro Wrestling cards. And uh, it's very cool. He's also finished the Extreme Championship and the, the Vault Championship. And I had to explain to him, he said, what is the Vault title? It's a weird name. I said, you know what? I don't know if I've ever explained that. So the Vault is our training school. And it's kind of like a TV title in that it's defended only at the training school and on shows there. So um during the pandemic, we did Facebook live shows from the vault. Um, but prior to that, um, there's been three different locations of the vault and the vault title was defended only in that building. So made it kind of unique. We used to do some matinee shows on Saturdays where we'd run an evening show one Saturday a month. And then the other three weeks of the month, we would have, um, you know, training for the guys in the morning. And then we just run a matinee show and it was like five bucks for everybody to get in. Um, and it gave them time to you know, time to get some reps in in front of the crowd and stuff. And the vault title was the one usually defended on those matinee shows. So it's kind of our equivalent of a TV belt. Um, but Greg's doing great work with those. And I look forward to getting the rest done. And we will probably uh, post them and add them to the PDF of the IPW hand set handbook. So then you can print them off yourself. Um, or I'm looking at uh, 
getting those put on i think greg has an etsy page where he can sell them as stickers that you can buy yourself but we'll definitely get them in people's hands because they're very cool and i appreciate greg uh putting those together for us um i think that's all i have to say so everybody stay safe and be excellent to one another thank you chad Chad, not to put you on the spot, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Uh, still have tentative plans for a second edition of IPW this summer. Are we looking towards that, hoping for that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Todd said that. I just need to, you know, come up with a roster and I'll have an opportunity to talk to Troy Peterson, Impact Pro Wrestling owner and promoter, uh, in the very near future. So that'll probably be one of the agenda items. I, for one, am definitely looking forward to that. Thank you, Chad. You Corey. Bet. Thank you, Stu, and uh, thank you so much for hosting tonight. You did a great job, as always. I want to give some attention to our fellow Filsinger Games content providers. Of course, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Filsinger Games, Grant Pachoco and the solo promoter YouTube channel, Steve Tower at After Further Review, Dave Little at Heartland Championship Wrestling, Lee Long Pre and the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, and Brock and Mike's Filsinger Games Character Spotlight. So thank you, promoters, uh, for putting together such great content. A lot you can listen to in uh, 2023. And I'll also echo Chad's uh, uh, thanks to Grant and to Doug for sending in some great content. Uh, we love hearing from you promoters, great uh, ideas for topics that we can discuss here. Uh, so please uh, listen to the uh, commercial at the end for how you can send us your ideas for the show. And other than that, thanks everyone for clicking, listening, and downloading. Corey, thank you for those excellent shout-outs as usual. Appreciate uh, uh, all of that. Appreciate you bringing that to us this evening or, again, wherever you happen to be listening to this, promoters. Tim, how about yourself? Well, you know, first of all, I'd like to I'd like to pat myself on the back for for not giving Lord Zoltan a uh, a, a, <laughs> a an honorable mention uh, in our list because you know I couldn't do that, but I, I would never I would never use this forum to you know uh, go off with another honorable mention that I wasn't supposed to do. Um, on a serious note, I would like to uh, uh, just uh, you know here in Buffalo, um, we're all a little devastated by the whole uh, Demar Hamlin uh, circumstances and, and, uh, you know, he's in critical condition after, uh, his, his cardiac arrest on the football field on Monday night football. Um, just, just hoping for his recovery. Um, you know, his two-year-old GoFundMe page that he set up for his foundation to do a $2,500 fundraiser for uh, a toy drive, um, that was about three at, at about $3,000, I believe before the uh, Monday night football game, uh, as we are recording, uh, it's at approximately $4.6 million now. Um, so there's just been an outpouring of, of love and support for this man. Um, you know, and I, I, I sincerely hope that, uh, that, that there's good news by the time this episode drops. Um, uh, and being the baseball nerd that I am, I have to bring up that it was 50 years ago today that George Steinbrenner and his group bought the New York Yankees, um, which I think is a, an important thing. I mean, Steinbrenner is somebody that probably deserves to be in the, in the uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown uh, just for what he's done. I mean, he changed baseball, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether you like him or don't like him. I mean, he changed the way the game was played and the way that uh, ownership was involved in, in their teams. Um, so um, just wanted to bring that up. And other than that, I, that's that's all I got. I just want to say thanks for listening, and we'll be back again next week for you. Yes, all of our thoughts and prayers go out to Mr. Hamlin and his family. Uh, that was as scary a moment as you will ever see in an athletic contest. 
Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the Carson Wentz era in the Washington Commanders because uh, it is over. Um, I really felt badly for Mr. Wentz, who essentially got booed out of the stadium. It's just, uh, gosh, I, I, you know, I tell my wife all the time I've given up on this team, and yet I, I still kind of follow from the periphery. But I had 23 years of this mess, and I really, really am sick of it, and want them to win one more time in my lifetime. And can they I get Jan, Jack Ken Cook back? Can Can they get Cook back and just like prop his corpse up in like that that goofy little hat that he would wear and the 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 loud blazer? And just say he's the owner and maybe the team will win. <laughs> I think the Lakers would welcome him back too, for that matter. I mean, please, anything, anybody, uh, just to, 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 to get this ship righted. Holy smokes. I did not think for one second in 1999, when I think that's when the uh, ownership changed hands, it would be this long of a dry run. We had one little blip with RG3 prior to him getting hurt, but. Anyway, wish you well, Mr. Wentz. Unfortunately, I don't think you will be donning the uh, burgundy and gold next year. And um, heck, let's try this kid out from North Carolina this week. See what he's got. Can't hurt. Uh, other than that, good night, Denmark. And thank you all for listening, promoters, to this, our, fine, our latest episode in Uncharted Territory. Uh, we were delighted to bring it to you this evening. Hopefully, hopefully it gives you a, or again whenever you are listening. Uh, we hope it gives you some perspective and some insight as to what we are planning uh, in terms of Legends of Wrestling this particular year. We're all excited about it. I think last year, I think every year that is just completed is our best year, and I wonder if, how we can possibly top it. But if we can, if we can do it, we will. And uh, we're looking forward to that and see if we can possibly make this year even better. In 3D podcast. What? A 3D podcast. It'll we can do that. Mind. Yes, I think we should do that. And even because if we can't be better than last year, we'll yeah. be better than last year. We will. We will. That, that's a guarantee. <laughs> yes, Tim? Chad. Yes. Tim, did you forget something tonight? I think. Did I not have. say goodnight, Deadmark? What? No. What? No, that's Stu. What did I forget? The t-shirt plug. Oh. Yeah, buy the buy the goddamn t-shirts. Go to teekostore.com. It's teekostore.com. I mean, for the love of God, if you haven't figured it out by now, go to the goddamn website and buy our freaking shirts. There, how's that? That was do awesome. Do it now. I, I was be, <laughs> I was bewitched by the two ladies on NXT who came out, and I because I don't know who they were, but one one had like a pop gun and one had a giant rose or something. I don't know what's going on. If my life absolutely depended on it, that I had to name one member of the roster of NXT. Braun Breaker. I'd be dead. <laughs> Look for the one that looks like Rick Steiner. And Chad. Chad, of course, you can't forget about another second generation wrestler, Von Wagner, son of Wayne the Train Bloom and the Destruction Crew from right here in Minnesota. I think he's still on NXT. Okay, sweet. Uh, thanks again, promoters, for listening. We will look forward to seeing you next week, and we appreciate your patronage right here with Uncharted Territory. Take care. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments, and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash unct. E-R. Again, tinyurl.com 
backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us, either audio or a written question, at our email address, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, aka Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's TKOstore.com. T E E K O Store.com. Insert wolf music. You're doing your usual Shabazzle. I think we need to get him a megaphone. (laughs) If you just maybe if you just go get like right here, like if you're right there, you're talking here. I've I've got my eye on you. (laughs) I'm going to record the entire podcast like this. When when you can count my nose hairs, let me know. That's that's how close you need. Uh, Maybe so. Thirty-two. Yours are really long. Yeah, (laughs) these are new phones. I've been shaving them, man. I got. Between my nose and my ears, it's amazing oh how much God. hair I'm growing. Uh, I know. I, I like grow it everywhere, but right up here. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if I could grow hair here, it'd be great. Uh.